Remember that time that I almost became PTA president? Yeah, for a minute, and then I was like, you're out of your mind. That's how they get you, though. They take outsiders that have no idea how much work PTA is. (laughs) It's so true. When I was helping last year, because I helped a lot last year, they were like, would you want to be in charge of our book night? And do you want to be in charge? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are these traditions you're talking about? So next year, would you be interested in serving more on the PTA? And I was like, "Uh, sorry, my kid's going to a different school. Peace out. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now Right now Welcome to Mental Health Moment I am Emily and I am Jenny, and I'm super excited to have Jenny hanging out with me tonight. So Jenny joined us um, several episodes ago uh, yeah, when we cool. talked with uh, our friend Felix, and it was such a serious and sad topic. It uh, was, but it was really, I thought it was powerful. Yeah. So uh, Jenny's going to be hanging out with us a little bit more too. Uh, if you can't tell just by the sound of our voices, uh, we are sisters, and People tell us that they think that we are twins. Uh, in actuality, I am three years older, but I will take that Truth. compliment any day that I look younger. Um, maybe I just look older because I'm tired. We're tired. <sighs> we are tired people. Man. Man. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so maybe through the podcast, if you can like tell us apart, that would be a fun thing for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. We could, like, have a trivia game or, like... Totally. Who said this? Yeah. Jenny Ramley. Go. Doing it. <laughs> so yeah, many we'll ideas. we forget by the time we get to that point. Yeah, we probably will. But when I asked Jenny to come and hang out with me tonight, um, we talked about, like, what are we even going to talk about? What do we want to talk about? What, what do we feel is kind of important for us personally and hopefully for people out there who, who hang out with us every time... You know what? I want to say every week, but then I'm like, oh, but the podcast doesn't get released every week. Right. Because hashtag I'm tired. And life. Oh my gosh. Man. Anyway. Life happens. Talking about shame. Not that that's like a super fun topic, but I think it's super important. I had an interesting experience with my first grader this week, and um, she just had a rough day at school, and she's a super, super anxious kiddo. Poor baby. Man. Poor thing. She's a mess. Our oldest girls are like, they're they're both so anxious. And so when they get together, it's like, oh, buddies. It's exhausting. Yeah. And you kind of just want to like spritz them with Xanax. Yeah, totally. (gasps) Have it just pumping through. Somebody should invent a Xanax spritzer. Oh, or a Sensi. Yes. Didn't use. Well, when I worked inpatient at the psych unit, I wanted to do a Haldol Sensi. Oh, right. Because right. I thought that would just be so great for, like, our groups yeah. on, you know, when everybody was just having a day. Yeah. Haldol makes everything better. Right. Well, and maybe, um, oh, maybe we talked about a Ritalin one. And apparently Ooh. right at this moment, Ritalin would be helpful because we... We're a little <laughs> bit... <laughs> but then we come back. We come back. We come back. Um, anyway, shame. Shame. So, and yeah. being that you're cute cute little, my cute little niece experienced this, uh, it got us thinking just about how prevalent shame is in 
a lot of people's lives almost on a daily basis or yeah. on, you know, a several times a week basis. Yeah. And I think, and it's been interesting to see like how young it can start and, yeah. um, and it's, it's sad too, like how young it can start. I'm like, you're seven, you shouldn't have to worry about things. But then it totally reminded me of a first grade experience I had where I remember feeling so much shame and it was the dumbest I'm just going to, so I told you that I remembered this, but I was really excited because on my math sheet, this was my first grade shame experience okay, that I remember. Going back to you, first grade, bam, we're Me there. First grade. Mrs. Williams class, I'm working on my math and the answers across the sheet were 1933. And I thought that was so great because that was the last four digits of our phone number. Back in the day, back growing in the up day. as yeah. children. So I'm like. It's the last four digits of my phone number. Show my friend. Look, this is the last four digits. Teacher comes over, moves me, moves my whole desk. Oh, that's what happened. Away from my friend. Oh. Didn't even say anything. Like, I wasn't really in trouble. All the other kids were just having a little bit of free time until everyone was done. So, I was totally done. I sat at my desk for I don't even know how long because I remember this overwhelming feeling that, like, I was a horrible person because I had to get moved because you did something wrong yeah but it was i don't know and huh. and i can just like i can see it oh yeah clear as day yeah and feel it uh-huh it's been a long long time since i was in first grade yeah it's been a few years <laughs> i mean you have a first grader now i do and you know you weren't like a i wasn't like 20 when i had my you children, weren't a young so. mother i mean <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh my gosh you weren't. I was not. You're a, not. A, you're not a geriatric mother. I was not I, a spring chicken when I had my children. <laughs> but Your eggs were still on the good good phase. They're still good. <laughs> eggs are good. So anyway, speaking so been, of shame, so it's been a super long time since I was in first grade. But I just remember that oh experience, and then talking to my kiddo about her experience at school, and it was it wasn't similar, but it was like. Things that weren't even a big deal, like she didn't do anything wrong, but she just said that she felt broken inside when she had to, when she had a consequence. And I was like, oh, I oh. remember feeling that broken inside. Like, yeah. And I, and I feel broken inside a lot. Like, I totally get that. Yeah. So, so that is where this topic came from. And so then, uh, Jenny reminded me of, my best friend, Brene. Uh, we love Brene. Okay, well, so I'm just continuing to put it out into the universe that one day she and I are going to meet and we're going to be, like, really good friends. Ooh, so, and she could podcast with you. She would have so much more expertise than anyone else. Well, I mean, because she's, like, a genius and she's a researcher and she does this Right, and me. she's been doing it for, like... A while. 15 years or something. I mean, you know a bit. Anyway, but back to Brene. But she did a TED Talk. If you haven't listened to Brene Brown or read her books, do yourself a favor. Like, read her books, yeah. listen to, to them on Audible, or yeah, or just so or watch her TED Talk. She has some amazing TED Talks. But the one that Jenny was talking about was a TED Talk that she did. Oh, I can't remember how long ago. but It was a few years ago. It's called Listening to Shame, I think. Some pretty something sure like that. It's it's about shame. Google it. Google knows everything. 
Eva told me that Google knows the weather because it rained today. And she's like, oh, Google said it was going to rain. So Google, Google can get you to Brene. <laughs> Google, Google can tell you the weather. And Brene. Yes. <laughs> Google just gave us the weather. <laughs> it's a little chilly right now. Tell me, Helen. Well, Jenny. <laughs> Tell me, Jenny. Okay. What is shame? So, shame. So, I think a lot of times, at least for me, I kind of group shame and guilt into this, like, they come together. Like best friends. Hold right. hands. Right. Totally. And I think I sometimes in, intercha- interchange them. Yeah. Like, like one for the other when... Yeah. Like, oh, I, I shouldn't. had so much guilt about this, but it wasn't even guilt because I didn't do anything wrong. It was like I felt shameful. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think it's really important for us to really know the difference between the two. Yeah. And so then once we know the difference, then we know kind of what to do about them. Yes. So, so Brene, in her TED Talk, so she talks... BFF. Um, totally. Um, so she talks a lot about, you know, vulnerability and all of that and... I know that that was a topic recently, um, and but but she focuses a lot on shame as well. She did she's done a ton of research on shame, and um, so she just said that shame is a focus on yourself, whereas guilt is a focus on your behavior. So, so shame, give me an example of that. So shame is like I am bad, like I'm a bad person, and guilt is I did something bad. Ah, so guilt, even though it's not fun to feel guilty, she she said something. It was really great in the TED Talk, but she said something like, um, "Everyone needs to have some guilt in their life because otherwise you're a sociopath." <laughs> so if you're gonna go between sociopath and guilt, I would choose having a little guilt in your life. It's good for you. Totally, a little shame. You know, right? So, um, wait. She said to have shame too, or just guilt. Probably just guilt. Okay. See, there you go, just interchanging them. Right. Well, it's easy to do because, yeah. you know, I think in our society and our culture and kind of just how we we just talk about it, it's like guilt and shame, guilt and shame, guilt and shame. Yeah. You know, kind of one and the other. Yeah. So, so, um, so they're very different. Shame is, um, you know, like, I'm a bad person. But guilt, you need guilt in your life. Because nobody wants a freaking sociopath. No, no, no. We don't want to be sociopaths. No. So um, if you don't feel guilty for things, maybe check yourself. Totally. Because maybe go see Emily. <clears throat> yeah, come see me. She'll help you not be a sociopath. Well, she'll help you identify. I'll help you identify if you're a sociopath and if you want to change it. But I think if you're a sociopath, wouldn't you probably you just want to be one? Yeah, or you wouldn't or care. You, you wouldn't care. Because you don't care what anyone thinks, and you don't care about consequences, and right, you just wouldn't care. So, anyway, so I thought huh. that that was a really good distinction. So, shame, focus on yourself. Guilt is a focus on the behavior. Ooh, I so, love that. So, having an appropriate amount of guilt. Yeah. So, not a guilt that's like all-consuming, but kind of like Brene says, a little bit of guilt is good. Yeah. Because then it yeah. keeps you accountable for your stuff. Totally. So another point that I think would be 
kind of important to talk about is that in her TED talk, she discussed that women and men feel shame differently. Mm-hmm. And so women, tell me about it. So women, um, their shame comes from, um, this unattainable, conflicting, competing expectations about who they're supposed to be. So you have to do everything and you have to do everything perfectly. Mm. Mm -hmm. And for men, the shame is that they cannot be perceived as weak. And she, she shared a story where, um, she was doing a book signing and a man came up and, and talked to her and said, so I got these books signed for my wife and my daughters and, but why don't you ever talk about men and shame? And she was like, well, I don't, I don't study men. Yeah. Because, you know, shame is a lot for women. He's like, no, no. (laughs) So, um, and he said that so much of his shame, it didn't, it came from the women in his life because he felt like he had to be this, like, knight in shining armor on a white horse and that he couldn't mess up Mm. kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of interesting. And so after that experience, she started studying more how men experience shame as well versus women versus women. And, yeah. and I think different. we see, you know, uh, at least for me, since, you know, I have my experience as a woman, I can see myself in, in opportunities that I felt, you know, I've set myself up. I was like, okay, I got to do this this way. And it's completely unattainable. And, you know, I have all these expectations of who I'm supposed to be. And then when I don't meet up to that, it really is just this big feeling of like, oh, my stuff is, I am such a bad person. I am horrible. I, I am, am a failure. I am a I failure. I didn't get this done and I should have been able to do it all. Right. You know, and, and I think part of the thing that, you know, I work on in my own therapies, um, but I also work on with my clients is, you know, really challenging that, you know, Mm -hmm. and challenging that shame and being like, where is the shame coming from and what purpose is it serving? And, and let's look at that because, you know, we, we learned shame from somewhere in our lives, you know, and, and we learned, we just learned it. And so, and we learned guilt as well, unless you're a sociopath, but right. Yeah. We are not sociopaths though. Because we have lots of game guilt and lots of totally. shame. I'm going to assume that most people listening to this are not sociopaths because I don't think that they would seek out a mental health podcast. Yeah. That's pretty true. I bet. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they would, but if you're a sociopath, would you please private message us and let us know that you're a sociopath that listens to this podcast? Because that would be very intriguing to talk to you. Yeah, totally. That'd right? be awesome. Right? Yeah. So, so sociopath. There's no judgment. There's you're no judgment. I'm just fascinated. No I'm fascinated. <sighs> fascinated. It would be kind of nice to live shame and guilt free though, wouldn't it? Oh my gosh. If you didn't like have this experience. Well... Like for me, I'm like, oh, that probably almost happens on a daily. Is it getting better? Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm learning how to like what my, what my mental chatter is. And I'm, yeah. oh, I like that mental chatter. Yeah. Got a lot of that going on. Right. And I think it, most of us do. Most yeah. of us have this mental chatter. And once we're aware of what our mental chatter is, we like, okay, is this, is this mental chatter helping us or is this mental chatter hurting us? 
Mm. And then if, and just having that awareness of like, okay, so the mental chatter's there and maybe it's not really helping me out because it's constantly telling me like, oh, I'm not good enough or, Mm -hmm. oh, what an idiot or why did you fail? Or, oh, well, your Instagram is not as great as the other person's Instagram. Right. And we've talked about this before where like those thoughts, that's not those unhelpful thoughts, um, kind of send you down into that shame spiral yes. where you do just feel like you are never enough. And, um, but really like, man, that's so much pressure, so much pressure. So if oh you, my gosh. If you do something bad, if you make a bad choice, feel guilty about it and work through it, but you're not a bad person. Right. You know? Right. Like Matt, we all screw up all the time because we're human but that doesn't make mean that you're a horrible person. And I think that it's so easy to just have those feelings of like, oh man, I screwed up. I am horrible. Right. There, people are never going to forgive me or forget about it, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when Claire and I talked a little while ago about that core belief, it's, it's learning how to challenge that core belief of, mm-hmm. so instead of that core belief of I am a bad person or I am a failure, it's I make mistakes. Yeah. And mistakes are allowed. We are allowed as humans to mess up. Yeah. Um, another thing that reminded me in, in this Ted talk is she, she said something about like, do you know what Ted talks should be is like, or these conventions, they're just failure conventions. (gasps) Oh, yes. Yes. And she's like, because everyone who comes here, like they have failed and failed and failed and failed, but they kept going. And they come here and share their experiences, but we're not perfect. Like, yeah, we come here and we're not perfect. So it was just, it was really interesting. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. You know, and there's all those like motivational posters with this person failed this many times and on the hundredth try, they finally got it right. You know? Right. Whatever. Yeah. And there's, there's tons of that motivation stuff out there. We just got to look for that. Right. And remember, and you know, I probably say this like almost every episode, but allowing ourselves to be human. Yeah. Like just allowing ourselves. And you know what I talk about with, um, with my friend James, when, you know, we kind of do some spiritual therapy stuff is if he just talks about the importance of learning to laugh at ourselves. Like, yeah, so important <laughs> because really oh like, oh, we do crazy, ridiculous stuff all day. And if we don't realize that it's just kind of funny sometimes, I mean, man, we take ourselves yeah. way too seriously. Totally. Uh, Brene had a few, uh, things that she identified that causes shame to increase and kind of get worse. And she said that secrecy, silence, and judgments were the three things that that make shame grow. And so... So to, she said, like, if you put it in a Petri dish and you give it all those things, it's going to, like, grow all over the place. But then if you have another Petri dish uh-huh. and you put some shame in there and then you sprinkle it with empathy... Sociopaths don't have empathy. Right. You sprinkle it with empathy and the shame cannot live. It can't grow anymore. And so she said the antidote to shame is empathy, which I love. I think that's so great because I think it is, um, empathy. I, I'm a little bit torn. I don't know if like how teachable empathy is. 
And I think you can teach people to be empathetic, but I think it's hard. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it comes a lot more naturally. Um, when I worked in residential treatment with teenage boys, we, we did a lot of groups on empathy and, um, some of them just, they couldn't get it. Yeah. They just couldn't get it, but they were also, (laughs) I'm pretty sure, had a little bit of sociopath in them, so, um... Which is okay. Everybody has stuff. You got it. You don't, you know, we've all got you can, stuff. You can be empathetic. You don't. You yeah. Know. So anyway, but the three things that shame needs to grow, the secrecy, silence, and judgment. How so do we fight back. Yeah. So when, if we're aware of that's what it takes for shame to grow, then obviously like, let's just talk about kind of the opposite. So that secrecy and that silence, like that means we got to talk about our stuff you know, whether it's in therapy or with friends or family members, like whoever your people are, talk about it. I, like, I know for me, when I like mess up and I just do something that's like ridiculous, I try to talk about it as soon as possible, you know, and I usually call Jenny up and I'm just like, dude, guess what just happened? Or, Ugh. because then I don't have to sit with it and it doesn't have to fester and it doesn't grow. And so talking about it is critical, 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 but talking about it with safe people, always make sure that your people are safe and they're not going to be, you know, you're not posting on like a social media site, um, for anybody to have access to, you know, make sure that you talk about your shameful experiences with these trusted people. Mm -hmm. And so that that secrecy and silence doesn't exist. And then the judgments, I think that also goes with talking about it with Mm -hmm. your people. Yeah. Yeah. And don't surround yourself with people who are going to be judgy. If you mess up, right? Like you need people who are going to get it and who are going to be patient and loving and kind and be like, man, I do the same thing. It's totally cool. Even if they don't do the same thing, if they can just be nice about it. If they have empathy. If they have empathy. Yeah. So get out there, talk about your shame, you know? And so I'm really glad that we talked about Brene tonight. Yeah. And I'd like to just kind of wrap this up by making sure that, you know, you're demonstrating empathy and you're talking to your people. And if you feel like this shame is growing, make sure that you're challenging that shame, uh, with some core belief work or, uh, you know, talking to those people to help validate your experience. And so kind of just wrapping up. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Yeah, no, I think, um, that was good. Cause my, my husband is always with my, with my, anxious kiddo he's always like we have to talk about stuff you have to talk about it now because then I worry that as you get older you won't talk about stuff and so he's very much and for me I have to like process things for a while and I kind of shut down I'm getting better with it but but she's the same way and so so we kind of have we have totally different experiences with it he's like no we got to talk about it and I'm like oh when she's ready but I love that he really wants to be involved in that and helping her solve these problems because if we can teach her while she's seven to kind of recognize that and challenge it then when she's hold on 35 it might make it a little bit easier because <laughs> I'm not a spring chicken you're not a spring chicken <laughs> So I was 28 when I had my first kid. So not old, but you know, not 20. Right. Not a baby. Not a baby. No. So, um, I think just remember like shame, 
You are not a bad person. It's okay to have some guilt if you do something bad. That's good. Um, but also just love yourself and have some empathy for yourself and for others. And surround yourself with people who will be empathetic with you. Perfect. And it will make life a little bit easier. Okay, we'd like to thank Jonathan Colton for the music. And we would like you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mental Health Moment. You can always like DM us or PM us. Whatever it's called, DM, PM. Direct message or private message, mm. right? Right. I mean, I speak the lingo. Right. Whatever. Anyway, Amazing. you can always... <laughs> do that and we will see you next week bye bye i feel fantastic and i never felt as good as i would do right now except for maybe when i think about i felt that day when i felt the way that i do right now right now i feel fantastic and i never felt as good as i would do right now except for maybe when i think about i felt that day when i felt the way that i do right now right now right now